Peace. Peace be multiplied. Sister Kim, Sister Kim. Yeah. Y'all know I can't shut up. I have a reason not to. Uh, last week, uh, we had the homegoing for Mary. I've, I've thanked everybody. I'm loud mouth anyway. I've thanked everybody that I could for you that didn't get a, a personal note or a thank you or a little bite to eat. I come representing our family. Thank you. This is the best church I've ever had. We're blessed to have the teaching, the support. We took a picture about six months ago with 50 men plus standing here. Whatever number helped us last week, we can't say thank you enough. As women from a church where we had to do everything, we could do cartwheels with what you guys do. <laughs> because we had to do the tables, the chairs, the trash, the cooking, the food, the worrying, the cars. You, you've given us everything we need. And I want the world to know we're appreciative of what you all have done. Continue to pray for us. We've got a lot of growing to do, but we're growing right here. All right. Thank you. All right. And we love that, and we love people who appreciate us. That's right. Listen to me. Get up here. On yesterday, a young man, a man, not young, wanted to kill some African Americans. He went to the church. The doors were locked. So he went to a store, and you've all heard the story, and shot a grandpa and shot a, another black woman walking in. The point is not who he shot. We're going, the reason we lock the doors at 10 o'clock is for safety reasons. For safety. And I've told them that if anybody gets here at between 10, 15, 10, 30, service is over. At 10, 30, we're done. And these are the times, come on, folks, these are the times we live in. Right. And so we got to do everything we can to protect our people. So try to get in here and make sure you're in here because at 10 o'clock, we're going to do that. We have to do that to protect our people. Okay? Um, and we pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters in right. the synagogue who went through what they went through. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough thing. But these are the times we live in, and I think uh, Mr. Isaac said that one time. This is this a new day, folks. Yesterday's gone. It was, it's a new day. So we got to do what we need to do with wisdom and common sense. And so God, sometimes the best protection you got is the wisdom God gave you. That's right. That's what he gave it to you to protect yourself. We want to talk a little bit about today why it is so important that we come to church and why it's so important that we read our Bibles. If you have read your Bible and studied enough, the things that are going on now shouldn't surprise you. That's right. Because the scripture has already told us there would be a day coming when, 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 when these things would happen. And so the, we, we want to be a prepared people in a prepared place. And this is why sometimes people think that the pastor is a little hard on the men in here because we want our men to be men. We want our women to be women, but we, we want to be men. And it starts with us. It starts at the head because if you kill the head, the body will die. Right. And so we have a lot of situations and circumstances going on in this country is because the men haven't stepped up as they should step up. All right, you can go to most any church, there are going to be women in there, but very few churches have men in there. But we want to be a church. Now, what we'd like to do is everybody that has an unsaved 
uh, male friend, brother, sister, uncle, we need to take uh, the next few weeks and try to get them to follow us in the church and bring them to church. There's too many people sitting in the pews who are not using their Christian influence to help other people. And so this is what we want to do. We want, we want the, this is a healing place. This is a place of broken people and a healing place, right? So we, that, let that be our, if we want to be more diverse and we want more men in the church, they're not coming just because that sign's out there. They're coming because they're following somebody. So that's what we want to do. Now, one of the things that we need to understand, it is very important for you to read your Bible. You must read your Bible. Your Bible will give you the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to handle and to deal with your life the way God would have you. Every, everything that's going on, is in, and there's nothing new. And Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. What is happening now has already happened before. But if we would look at our scriptures and read our scriptures, it would help us to deal with what's coming before us. In our, in our commentary, I was going to read it last, but I'll read it up front here, and then we'll read it last again. This is my commentary. It says, God loves to bless his obedient children. Now, God loves to bless his obedient children. God is a God of what? Blessings. He right. wants to bless his children, all right? He moves out ahead of them, preparing the way. So God moves out ahead of them, his children, preparing the way. So if he's moving out ahead of us to prepare the way, then he understands that what you all been talking about, Satan's tried to kill, steal, and destroy He's doing everything he can to destroy your marriages, to tear your families apart, to tell our communities apart. So God goes in front of us, then we can bypass some of those traps that Satan has for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? He's bringing us into a good and pleasant place. God wants us to be in a good and pleasant place. Now, I'm tired of these people saying, well, you know, God. No, God wants us to be in a very good and pleasant place. If you are not in that place this morning, you need to ask why. Why am I not in a good and pleasant place? And I'll tell you this, the answer is in the scriptures, all right? He does not promise lack of trials. Now, there's no place in the scripture where there's no lack of trials. Y'all have heard y'all's pastor say, if you ain't went through something, keep living. you keep living. You never know what's going to be in front of you. There's always going to be trials, okay? He didn't promise us there wouldn't be any lack of trials, right? But he does promise eventually victory. But he does promise victory. There's some things we're going to go through, okay? And it's going to be tough. But we're going to get, we're going to get the victory. That's what our sister just got through thanking us. For. We, we don't, the, the ponders just didn't go through this by themselves. They went through there with us. That's right. And, and, and victory, victory, there's a lot of little victories, came that you all don't know anything about. But that's why we're a body of Christ. Isn't that right? Right. I mean, you, you all, we're going to go home, most of us, and watch the Chiefs play. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, if if uh, Mahone throws uh, an interception, he's going to sit on the bench and not come back out? He's going to go back out there. That's right. Right? If they get behind her, they're going to quit? No. They're going to keep playing. You see, there's going to be some, there's going to be some interceptions. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some sacks, right? But the outcome will be the score. And that's what I'm trying to teach you all to do. I'm not, I'm not going to get up here and lie to you. There's going to be some tough and difficult times in your life sometimes. But you get the Bible, God didn't promise you it wouldn't be. But you will be victorious. I'm telling you, at your, at your worst moment, you will be victorious. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Satan will talk to you. 
I got some pain in the back right now, in my back where I had all those issues a year ago. First thing he's saying, okay, it's back. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm claiming the victory. That's what you have to do. Right. Well, they'll do what they have to do, but it, it is about to be. He's never, see, one thing about Satan, he ain't lazy. And he's, he, there's one thing that he does that I wish that all of our people would do. He, he's at church on time. Because he wants to, uh, yeah, he is, because he wants to see who he can get. That's right. He ain't sleeping there. People, you see, we got people missing. Some of the game, and I can understand that. He never misses Sunday. That's one thing about Satan. Boy, he don't miss Sunday. He, is, he gets up early and gets to church on Sunday, right? Because he wants to steal, to kill, and destroy the information that we get so that when things come up, we fall apart and still an understanding that God has promised us a victory no matter what that situation or circumstance that we're dealing with now. Amen? Amen. All right. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it tells us why it's important that we read our Bible. And Timothy says, study to show thyself approved by God. Yeah, he tells us to study the Bible. Now, let me tell you something. When people say they read the Bible, it's a big difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible, all right? And let me tell you, if you read a scripture, sometimes you can read a scripture, and it should take you an, half an hour, your whole study period, just on that scripture. Because you just study that scripture, not just read that scripture. And, and then whatever situation you got to this morning, I'm telling you, there's some, you ain't unique. There's somebody in there that's had that same situation you had, and there's deliverance for the same per you just like it was for that person in there, right? Uh, you in there somewhere. I'm in there somewhere. Some of us in there more than one place. But we in there in, in a bunch of places. But the, the victory for us is in studying and reading the gospel. All right, and don't, now they got the voice, they got the message, they got NIV, they got King James, they got all kinds of, and if you can't read, you can put a CD in and it'll read to you. Isn't that right? But we got to have that because it's strengthening you. You all know I talk about spiritual muscle all the time. You're going to have to have some spiritual muscle to be able to make some stands because sooner or later something's going to come up in your life that you're not ready to deal with. It's just life. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. One of the greatest victories, and I can say this because I'm part of the family. One of the we we uh, last week, uh, Sister Mary Ponder, we always say Ponder, went went on in, and when I saw her at the hospital, I knew she was okay because spirit was gone. All right. Sometimes victory is death. That's right. That's right. Because it relieves you of suffering and pain. That's right. And see, sooner or later, oh yeah, it is. I've, if you've been around as long as I've been around, you've seen something. I'm the, when I went to see my aunt. Down in Fort Scott, you all t heard me talk about Aunt Volatile. My prayer was, God, take her because of the suffering. And it was a great relief, the victory for her. She was a Christian. She was saved. She was 90-some years old. She was a victory. She was, she was a Christian. She was saved. She believed in the Lord. And when I'd go down to see her, and I said, how you doing, Aunt Volatile? She said, well, Chet, they called me by my middle and Chet, God ain't cut me down yet. And then the last time I went to see her, she said, the devil told me you wasn't going to come see about me. And then I prayed for her. She passed away, but that was her victory. That's why we come here. That's right. We find the victories in these things. There is a victory in your situation, in trials and situations. Don't quit. But if you don't have the spiritual muscle, you're going to fall apart. That's just how it works. All right, here we go. Scripture says that we are to be a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. So we got to work this thing. We ain't ashamed of who we are. 
I'm not ashamed of being a Christian, and I'm not ashamed to tell you all that I still have to go to the spiritual gym to keep getting that muscle because sometimes it, I get weak in my life. Well, Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. All right. Rightly dividing the word of truth. See, so I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking in the scripture for the word of truth about my life. I want the truth. And sometimes, remember that movie? You can't handle the truth. Remember when he said that? Right. Well, we got to handle the truth because the truth is our salvation. That's right. Does that make sense? The truth is our way out. The truth is our healing. You see, a lot of people want to fake it and act like they're not sick, so they stay sick. Come on here. But the truth is, if you're sick spiritually, emotionally, or physically, you got to acknowledge you have that and get some medication, whether it be spiritual or physical, right. to get the healing. Right. Does that make sense to you? That's right. Anybody thinks they, my sister Gwen, my great wife, says she's got a great sermon. You ain't fixed. You can say that, amen, walk out of church. That's right. No, you see. Go ahead. David says in Psalm 119, verse 9, he asks, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? See, see, there's a way. We, we, we need our way cleansed. How am I going to get my way cleansed? That means your life. How am I going to cleanse? I like it when he says, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? If you're looking for spiritual cleansing, here's the answer. All right. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. So take heed to God's word. Look at, we look for, every, look at all, no, it's in God's word. The healing is in God's word. There's too many angry people running around, okay, Killing people and shooting folks. And I ain't talking about mass shootings. I'm talking about in the street. Grocery stores and shows and all of these kind of domestic violence and all of these kind of things. There's too much of this going on because the way is dirty. That's right. And we need, man, look at me. Laws will not clean this up. That's right. Only God's word will clean this up. That's right. Do you understand me? He went on to say in verse 15 that I will meditate in thy precepts. And have respect unto thy He said, ways. what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up my Bible and listen to my Bible and meditate on my Bible and respect the words of God on my Bible. Sometimes when I read the Bible, it's like it's just literally talking to me. I have read the scriptures and, and uh, Brother Elliot, I've read the scriptures and want to break down crying. It was showing me how pitiful I really was. If, let me hand my Bible. I handed it to you because I need to hold it up so they know I ain't coming out of the Holy Quran. Uh, this book right here. It's got, got you. See, that you know, in the mirror, when you're looking and you're trying to get all fixed up, this is your spiritual mirror. Right. This right here will tell you the truth That's right. of who you are, who you ain't, what you should do, when, where, and what to do. This is the most important thing. The reason we, we can't pray in schools, you can't say Christmas outside the store, right? You can't pray in the White House until somebody gets shot up. Then everybody wants to pray, pray, school, wherever, right? If we would use this first, we wouldn't have to do the other thing. Come on. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? The answer is in here. You see, your nephews and your cousins and your brothers and your uncles and your sisters, and, and you know, it's, the answer is here. And if people don't want to live by this, they're not going to make it, period. And sometimes I've heard, we've been going on this, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Guess who he uses? Folk who don't know this. That's right. And if you let them in your life, then you, you can have this big situation to deal with. Do you understand me? Go ahead, please. 
Now turn to Psalm chapter 1. I'm going to read verse 1 through 3. This has been one of my favorite scriptures that I have. This and, and, and the Jeremiah that we're getting ready to do. These are very, very strong scriptures. I wanted to be brief up here and all of the stuff that's going on and all the tears. There's a way out of hell. Some, somebody said we're living in hell. There's a way out of hell. That's right. And I got, this is the way out of hell. All right? The psalmist says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And the reason we have all this craziness, people are listening to the counsel of who? The ungodly. If you're weak and you listen to the counsel of the ungodly, you're going to do ungodly acts. Does that make sense? There are people, now they're weak people. The weak people are influenced by what somebody else says. And if these people are ungodly, there's a lot of ungodly people who have a lot of influence over weak people, and those ungodly people have that influence over weak people, cause those weak peoples to do massive shootings and killings and racism and prejudices and abuse. That's where the whole thing's at. And so only the godly people can stand. We're supposed to be godly people, right? Then we need to make a stand. That's right. Does that make sense? You mean we've been doing domestic violence? Domestic violence, it comes from ungodly men and women who abuse their spouses, period. Right? So we, we want, you want to ch- if we want to change in this country, we got to quit listening to the ungodly people and listen to the godly people who are studying the Word of God, who are teaching us, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us of what these scriptures say to us, right? Because in there, there's some place that love thy neighbor as thyself. That would just, the ten, you don't need the Ten Commandments. We love the Ten Commandments. But Jesus says, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, thy heart, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's all you need. We have that. We wouldn't have none of this stuff going on. That's right. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we need it. But guess where it's got to start? It everybody's talking about it's got to start with in the White House. No, it's got to start in our house. That's right. You see, let me tell you something. I'm so sick of people blaming Trump for everything. President Trump don't influence me about nothing That's right. in my life. I ain't under, what, are you kidding me? And the next one in there ain't going to influence me. And the one that left didn't influence me because I'm walking in godliness. You see, I don't know where, how strong President Obama was in Christ. You don't either. I don't know how strong President um, Trump is in Christ, but I know how strong the word of God is in Christ. So that's where my influence is coming from. When I read these words, they speak to me. They talk to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because every day, I mean, all day long, we keep talking about Satan wants to paralyze you. And and when you get paralyzed, you can't go forward. Some of you in here say amen to this. Some of you in here ought to be living better than you're living. You see? But you get paralyzed. He wants to paralyze you. doesn't, Doesn't God know how good your gifts are? Doesn't God know who you are? Does God know your potential? Does, he, does Satan does too. That's right. Satan knew Christ's potential, didn't he? And he took him up into the mount. When the spirit took him in the mount, who challenged Christ up in the mount? Because Satan didn't want Jesus, what? To get finished, do his work. Because he knew if he'd done his work, he would crush his head. That's right. See, Satan doesn't want, this is why, men, you love me? This is why it's hard for men to get to church. Because Satan don't want the head to lead. That's right. But boy, if that man gets in there and he becomes a powerful God man, he becomes I'm a praying father, a praying, excuse me, a praying husband first, a praying father, you got something powerful there because you're in divine order. <laughs> Did it scare you? I didn't get an amen out of that. I didn't say you was in order. I'm saying if you do it the right way, 
God wanted it the man to be the head of the house like Christ is the head of the church. Right. Well, that's divine order. Now I'll look at you, Kim, because you kind of helped me out. You see, that's divine order. Don't get upset at me. I'm telling you what this says. Right. Well, guess what? Seventy percent of all people, young kids now are coming out of what? A one-parent home. That means they only got half. Mama trying to carry a double load here. Are y'all with me? We le- if you leave this, you'll lose your life. That's right. That God has planned for you. You all see that. A lot of people got money and riches and fame and glory killing themselves. Right? But you ain't never, somebody was rooted, look at me, rooted and grounded in the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ will not hurt themselves or anybody else. That's right. All right? So what we lack in is not politics and rules. Uh, no, no. What we lack in is God. Amen. And his word, Amen. all right? He says, nor are we to standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Uh, that's easy. Get away from them folks. I ain't sitting with you. That's right. You know, you got a disease. What is it called? Sin. That's right. Don't be scared to tell people, no, I, I, I ain't going there with you. I ain't dealing with it. I don't do that. All right? Somebody come here talking like somebody comes talking crazy about another race or another, a person, whatever it is, their sexuality, whatever's denying into that. But I'll talk to you about Jesus and him crucified. I'll talk to you about Christ and him crucified. I'll talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'll talk to you about salvation. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm not going to get caught up in you ain't bringing me into that. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Verse 2, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Well, his delight, it's Old Testament, his delight is in this. We ought to have, you ought to love to read the Bible. You know why most people don't love to read the Bible? They read it too much. Five minutes a day is all some folk can handle. That's right. Because you start with John and then go to Acts, and that's the epistles, and then go back to Matthews or Mark or Luke. It's very simple. Then you know who Jesus is. Make sense? Now, you get into Jeremiah and all those other folks, you'll get confused, all right? Start in the Gospel of John, all right? And delight in the Gospel of John. It's going to tell you about a Savior. It's going to tell you about a healer. It's going to tell you about a deliverer, all right? It's going to tell you how to love one another, respect one another, have integrity as men and women, all right? And it says, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And meditate day and night. Sometimes you just need to just open it up. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? I'm ready to go now. That's right. You see, I can do all things too. Christ that strengthens me. I'm ready to go now. Lo, and I'll always be with thee. I'm ready to go now. That's where it comes from right here. All right? In verse 3 it says that, And he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. And that's a beautiful place. Some of you all didn't come from the country, but some of us came from the country. You, you, you go by, we sat down by the river because there's rivers where we, I lived at. And we'd sit there and you, it's a beautiful thing watching the river. You fished in it and all that stuff. It was only about a quarter of a mile from my house. It was a beautiful thing, how green it would be and all that stuff is pretty. Because those trees stay, when other trees wither, brother, brother Rogers, they don't because they got all that water there. All that stuff, that's, that's country folks. Y'all don't know about that. But that, that's, that's good living when you can sit there and just listen to stuff. That's, that's where he wants you spiritually. That's right. All right? The water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And wait a minute. You're going to bring forth your fruit in your season. Everybody has a time. And a lot of people fail. You know why they fail? They get ahead of God. Mm. You see, you got to be on his time. 
If you're on his time cycle, you're going to be okay. Am I doing all right? Everybody in here has potential. Wait till your time. Wait till God gets, makes his time. Many minister, many doctor, many, uh, many person has failed because they got ahead. They got out there and it wasn't time. Does that make sense? Want to make it more simple for you? Many a marriage. Wasn't time. Having children. Wasn't time. Got ahead. All right? So when it's in time, Pastor, then we'll produce fruit. When you're on your time, God's time, you'll be fruitful. I'm going to tell you something. It is impossible for you to be a Christian and be a child of God and not be fruitful. It's impossible. It's impossible. Excuse me, it's said this way. And not have the potential to be fruitful. That's right. Because you can choose not to be fruitful. But you have the potential to be fruitful. You see, I remember one time, it's been years ago, in the 60s, I think it was around 66 or 68, and Coach Wilson, I think, uh, I can't think of his name, down at Central, but he was coaching, and uh, Central had won a state basketball championship. And they were talking about how good it was, just a bunch of them together. Sister Edda and Coach told him, I got a bunch of kids walking the halls is better than these kids. Said they can't make the grades. All of those kids lost. It was their time. But they didn't do what they needed to do to prepare themselves to be fruitful. Say amen to that. Here's a question for you. Everybody in here, including me, am I being fruitful in my life? the way God would have me to be fruitful in my life, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, am I fruitful where God would have me to be in my life? That's the question you need to ask yourself today. Y'all quiet? Uh, You're learning. All right. And this kind of fruit is the effect or consequence of physical, mental, or spiritual action. And, and see, this, 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 is, this fruit is, deals with you, and, and fruit is what? It's the consequence. He just told you that. That's what it is. Read it for me again, please. It's the effect or consequence of physical. And, and you, you need to be fruitful, or your body's going to tell you. You've heard me say many times, God will forgive you of your sins, but your, your body, body won't. won't. All right? Mental. And mental. Mental. There's so much of this talk about mental stability in there. What is going on with people? Everybody's on something. What's well, all in that, everybody? But people are on something. Not fruitful mentally. And spiritual actions. Where are we at? We're supposed to be fruitful, people. That's right. This church is going to grow because of you. It doesn't grow because of me. It grows because you're fruitful and somebody wants to know where you got the fertilized to fruit to be so fruitful. And they'll say, I want to go where you go. Do you understand? The Bible goes on to say that if you're this person, then your leaf also shall not wither. Listen, listen. So it means, you know, when a leaf withers, that means it's it's gotten hot. And it dries up. Your life's going to get like that sometimes. But it don't mean you ain't going to what? You're not going to wither. Say, make it plain for me. You ain't going to fall apart. That's right. You won't fall apart. You'll deal with it. It'll hurt, but you'll deal with it. 
You see, you can't with it because you got work to do. You got to get it done. You see, you lose somebody, it hurts, but you got to get stuff done. You go to the hospital for certain things, you got to get something done. Lose a child to ignorance, you still got to get stuff done. You can if you stay here. All right, keep going, please. And it says that whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And so whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. There's a, have you ever seen somebody, everything they do, they just come out successful? Mm-hmm. There's a reason behind it. That's right. They in God and God's word. You see? What you don't know, nobody's got any more potential than you got in your area. So why is this person successful and you not? Well. You don't ask yourself that. They're doing something. They're sticking with God. Let me tell you something. Let me do Johnny Fields for a minute. Can't no demon in hell stop you from being who God would have you to be and he created for you to be if you stay in God's word and stay in the direction of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Period. That's right. All right. Now turn to Jeremiah chapter 32. I'm going to read verse 19 from the King James. And he says, great in counsel and mighty in work. For thine eyes are, want, are open upon all the ways of the sons of men. And this is Jeremiah talking to some people who had just about lost their minds. And you know, they called Jeremiah the weeping prophet, and I said they should call him the praying prophet. And Jeremiah's talking about, he's talking about God here, okay? He says, to give everyone according to his ways. Whoa. Said God blesses people according to his ways. So sometimes when I look at my life and the blessings are not there, I need to check who first. I need to check self. See, why? See, see, God wants to open the doors, and he wants to bless me, and he wants to take me to higher heights. But if I'm not getting there, that's on me. That ain't on him. You see? And probably I got off track because I didn't read the map. All right? And Pastor, here's the key. He says that, and according to the fruit of his doings. And to the fruit of his doings. God got every one of you on here is fruit, supposed to be fruitful. Yes, everybody in here. Now, Satan's in lying to you, trying to tell you, no, you may not be Pastor Fields or <coughs> read like this young man, but God has got you here to be fruitful. Right. There's some, let me tell you something. There ain't nobody like you. Right. And nobody can accomplish what you were put here to do but you. Amen. Satan is lying to you when he tells you, you ain't got this, you ain't this or that. He may have used your parents to say that. He may have used a, uh, one of your peers to say that. Yes, they call it bullying and stuff. He's used somebody to get you to believe more in them than to believe in him. Because every one of you, I'm telling you the truth. I don't even know you, but I know there's, there's some potential and some fruit in you. He wants you to be fruitful. Why aren't you fruitful? You need to ask yourself that. You see? Okay. And just to make it plain, the NIV says, according to their conduct. According to their conduct, NIV says. According to their conduct. That's very important as a Christian. Conduct is? A mode or standard of personal behavior. Because of your behavior. How are you behaving? God wants to use some, you know, God, y'all know what a superstar is, right? If you don't look at me, all right, you good? All right, all right. Just, <laughs> that woke him up real good. Didn't that wake him up? Boy, that's good. That was good. I don't want to be a pastor. But anyway, uh, he wants you to be a superstar. We're getting ready to go watch him. You see, we're getting ready to go watch Mahone do his craft, right? That's right. And he's, he's a superstar. He's a young superstar, right? Why aren't you? 
Why aren't you? You're just as important to God as he is out there playing a game. So why aren't you a superstar? When I said it, it made some of you nervous because you, you can't handle yourself being great. You know what? Don't be great then. Be godly. That's greater than great. But you can't handle that because somebody's told you that you weren't about nothing. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. You're all about something. You got fruit in you. Cultivate that fruit. Let that fruit come out and be fruitful. You'll be a superstar. Hmm? I'm not uncomfortable saying that about me. Some of y'all uncomfortable. I can look at you just like, God didn't create any junk. That's right. He created every man, every woman to be successful and to be fruitful. And if you're not, you're listening to the Satan. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. And he's got some little imps that walk around here uh, 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 representing him, telling you some negative things. And you need to get in his face and tell him you are a liar and you're the father of lies. Uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson used to say, I am somebody. Yeah, you see, I am somebody. You need to believe in that. You are somebody. And this Bible will tell you what body you are. Because every one of you in here, I'm telling you, has great potential. Get up. Quit sitting on it. Have you ever heard of those people who die and they live like dragged and poor? And then somebody, somebody finds out they're millionaires? Y'all see here all the time. That's right. Well, that's, the church is full of them. That's right. I'll get over here. The church is full of them. Got all that stuff there and ain't, ain't using none of that fruit. Setting on it. And going to die setting on it. But not here in this church. Because we are. I ain't going to talk anymore about it. Go ahead. That makes me nervous even talking down. All right. Again, conduct is a mode or standard of personal behavior or action, mm-hmm. especially based on moral principles. That's where's your conduct at? You see, I'd like to follow some of y'all, because some of y'all got children playing sports. I'd like to follow some of y'all to the games. Boy, that got really quiet up in here. Yeah, I'd like to see how you talk to the referees. I'd like to see how you talk to the children when the game is lost. I'd like to see how, I'd like to go home with some of y'all and see how you treat your wives, your husbands, your children, your brothers, your sisters. You're going to be awarded to your conduct. Sister Lynn, they didn't get me. I ain't getting too much amen in the day. Okay. And your morals and your principles. You see, I'd like to see how many of you will listen to a joke about another race after you leave this church on Monday or tell one. What's your conduct? What's your conduct when the lights are off? You see, I tell people, character is what you are in the dark. That's right. That's who you really are. That's right. All right. He's going to reward you according to your conduct. All right. Some people are doing a good job giving, but they ain't getting blessed because they're giving for the wrong reason. All right. I'll go on to the next thing. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17. I'm going to read verse 7 and 8. And ask yourself, is this who you want to be? Is this who you are? I know this is who I am, Pastor. I don't know about you. All right. That's but he says, Blessed is the man who trusts me. You want to be blessed? You got to trust him. You got to trust him. You be blessed. See, we think blessed is things. Ray Charles had a song years ago called, I used to think money was, was everything. He said, but I give it all up for a little peace of mind. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
All right. He says, the woman who sticks with God. And the woman who sticks with God. Is that us? Blessed is the man who trusts me. Yes. And the woman, woman who sticks with God. Want to be blessed? Here's the answer. Here we go. They're like trees planted in Eden. That's a beautiful place. Putting down roots near the rivers. Deep. In deep, deep. And Never I, a worry through the hottest of summers. And it doesn't matter how hot life gets. They stand. Never dropping a leaf. They never drop a leaf. That means don't, they don't fall apart. It means when, when, when things really, really get hot in your life, and everybody else around you is drying up and falling apart, not you. Not you. Because you've planted. You're planted in Christ. You're planted in Christ. All right? I am serene or peaceful, relaxed, and untroubled. It's, and it, calm, which is not showing or feeling of nervousness, anger, frustration, or other emotions. I'm ready to stand. Through I'm droughts. Stand. I'm going to stand. I want to stand. All hell is broke loose. I want to stand. I got to go to the cemetery. I'm going to stand. I got to go to the hospital. I'm going to stand. You see? Unfortunately, you see, so I may have to go to someone being incarcerated, but I'm going to stand. Because calm means what? Not showing or feeling of nervousness. Because I don't have to be nervous. Because guess who my trust is in? God. My trust is in God. All right? Not showing anger. I'm not going to show anger. Even, even though sometimes folks are going crazy. <laughs> but I'm not going to show anger. Be angry, but sin not. All right. Pastor, I'm not going to show frustration or other emotions. And I'm not going to show frustration or other emotion. You can't get nothing done when you get frustrated. That's right. You get frustrated, you start being desperate, and desperate people do desperate things. That's right. Never get frustrated. You see? All right. Here Pastor, we we're going to have some droughts in life. Oh, droughts. Yes, here we go with droughts. I love this. Which are prolonged or chronic shortage or lack of something expected or desired. I desire to have somebody in my life. Boy, that was really quiet. <laughs> it can be a drought. Sometimes God wants you by yourself. Because you can't hear him with all the confusion and chaos somebody might bring in your life. So sometimes he moves people out of your life so you can hear him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people are better. Yes, and I have a lot of people come to me, and especially single folk, they'll come. I'd just like to have somebody in my life. And I tell you, that's what got you in trouble. It was a somebody you had the first time. Huh? You want the person God. Yes, I said that. It's the person God. God may have you right here, right now. He said, you need to listen to me. You need to grow. You need to mature. You don't need to hear the echoes of somebody else. Because a lot of times we make the wrong choices. Stay with me. We make the wrong choices. We bring the wrong person in and we start hearing what they're saying instead of what God's saying. And, and next thing you know, we're less than who God created us to be. And we have paralyzed because we are under the bondage of somebody else's thoughts. Well. Has somebody ever been there what I'm talking about? You got to be careful. For, you got to be careful with that. You got to be very careful with that. And so that's what I, you know, I love this, what we, this teaching we got today. Sometimes there's going to be a drought in your life. 
You see, sometimes you need the drought. That's right. Sometimes you don't need no money, because if you had some money, you'd start acting funny. Well. So, so God, God, God's got you just dealing with ends meets. Well. Just enough to make it. Come on here. Sometimes you don't need what you desire, because sometimes what you desire is not good for you. Does that make sense? It's not my desires, but God's desires is what I need in my life right now. And he may desire for me right now to go through this drought. Because sometimes when you go through a drought, and once you get through that drought, you know how to handle your money next time. Well. And you will make a better decision who you put in your life next time. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. Are we doing all right? Jeremiah closes it this way, and he says, Despite the droughts, we are to be people bearing fresh fruit. Doesn't matter what season. situation my situation is in. I'm going to bear fruit. In every season. In every season. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what season I'm in. I'm going to bear fruit. But the Bible didn't lie to us. It said there's going to be some difficult days. There's going to be some droughts. Yeah, there's going to be some worrying times. Sad times, glad times. But I want to be fruitful no matter what the situation or circumstance is in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. The Isaacs. Yeah. Give Pastor Fields a hand clap. Oh, yeah.